0: In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what is open source intelligence? Part one. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring what is open source intelligence, or OSINT. With me today to do that is Taz. Taz, how are you? I'm alive. <laughs> All right. So let's, this is the, the toughie right here. What is open source intelligence?
1: The general understanding uh, de- and definition that's industry accepted for open source intelligence is that open means that it's publicly available. So you didn't have to hack anything to get it. Um, and intelligence means that it is Something that has gone from raw data to being analyzed, um, which means you identify whether or not it's even relevant. um, Does it meet your requirements for um, data gathering? And then you have manipulated it after the analysis. Manipulate is not the right word. I would say manipulate for the business people to understand. You've converted it into something that a non-technical person could understand and ingest. And the end result is you change their behavior. That's when it's intelligence. Otherwise, you're out and you're doing data gathering and you're doing analysis on free from free sor- sources. Um, and they're not always internet accessible. That's not a qualifier. Open just means that it's free. It could be the local library. It could be... Um, somebody's uh, physical journals, logs, paperwork at their office. Um, it could be something in HR. It could be sign-in and out sheets. It doesn't have to be in digital format. It's just free and accessible without being stolen, hacked, or obtained illegally. <laughs> and uh, it could be internal corporate data that you have. Um, but, again, you take it from being data or to information into something that becomes actionable, that causes a change in behavior, whether somebody starts something, stops something, um, alters their plans or something like that.
0: So dumpster diving, does that fall under open source?
1: It could. <laughs> that could fall under open source intelligence. Um, normally it requires a human to go do that. Right. So. Um, but the intelligence doesn't come from the human now. If you're getting the intel from the human and the human tells you, I found this in the dumpster, and they regurgitate to you what they found, the human is your source, not the dumpster. But if you found it in a dumpster, and you were doing dumpster diving, the data that you got from the dumpster, you take it back, then yeah, dumpster diving could be considered a form of intelligence gathering that's OSINT. <laughs> 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 Not at the top of the list, but um, definitely would meet the definition.
0: Yeah, and I, and I love that description that you said. It's just open. It doesn't mean it's it's digital or on the internet. And that's not really something I had thought about before.
1: Okay, yeah. A lot of people think OSINT, um, it's become a buzzword now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being thrown around um, with the word threat intelligence. And a lot of people don't understand the real uh, a solid definition of that either. But um yeah, they think it's gotta be electronic. I can only get to it from from the internet. And I mean, while a lot of stuff is accessible from the internet, there's uh can be treasure troves of stuff, especially if you're chasing somebody in a foreign country across the internet who's been committing crimes and they live off in some location that's not in the tech age, you know, how else are you gonna get your information? You're gonna walk into libraries, you're gonna Walk into the uh, county clerk records office, you know, whatever you need to do. um, You might be picking up the phone saying, Hey, you know, I was wondering, do you guys have any information on this? Well, hey, you're, yeah, sure, fill out this form and mail it to us with a check. It's, you know, open source. Yeah, you paid for it, you know. So some people might argue that it's not open source if you had to pay for it, but it's not private or confidential. I didn't have to steal it. So, there, there's that you'll have other people that say,, ah, if you have to pay to get it, it's not open source and, eh. I, I just say that it's available without being stolen or hacked.
0: Wait, so okay, so oh, what about if, what about if it's social engineering?
1: Uh, social engineering could fall under uh, could generate open source intelligence.
0: Isn't that like a uh, technically human hacking though?
1: It is human hacking, um, but what if I'm doing computer hacking and I'm doing Google hacking, as we call it, okay. what's the difference?
0: Right. Okay. That's a good point. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm getting it without stealing it, right? right? It, I didn't steal somebody's data. It was available to me publicly. Whether I had to fill out a form and pay a small fee to get my report or whether I got it completely free. Right. Right. It's, it's publicly available if you know what the questions to ask and where to look.
0: Right. Yep. Okay. Uh, So what are some of the other tools that are used for OSINT?
1: Um, Of course, the obvious one, Google, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the number of searches that they have, Um, a lot of people, uh, it depends upon what you're going after as to what tool you would use. Um, There's tools out there like Maltego, for instance, um, there's a free community version, and then there's a paid licensed version. Um, there's repositories like Shodan. Again, you've got free basic searches you can do. You can paid membership. Um, you can do API searches. Um, so there's there's tons of tools. People. Some people define tool as a pre-made piece of software. Some people define it as a homegrown script. Um, your definition of tool is... Um, not always going to be the same between person to person and uh, community to community. Um, some companies say, oh, well, we want to buy a tool. Other people want to make a tool. The whole point of a tool is it's something that allows you to achieve your objective faster, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we we invented, John Deere's invented how many tools for farming, right? Versus the shovel, right? right? Well, <laughs> they're both tools. They both will dig a hole in the ground for you, right? But one does something, things, you know, the whole point is to what? be able to plant the seeds right Right. so you use something to achieve that objective so um social engineering could be considered a tool um scripting definitely is a tool uh people and um data analysis are tools so tool, that's kind of a broad question. I don't know if I've answered right, it for right. you. Well, it,
0: it, and I'm thinking, um, you know, there's there's the ReconNG. Um,
1: oh, my God. The number of online tools right. for finding answers to things is endless. Endless. So, so I would tell you that um, one of the websites I found that has the best aggregation of free tools is Mike Basil's website mm-hmm.
0: yep, I've, yep, I um, heard of that one
1: yeah his is really good he actually updates it I would say at least once a month um, updates his queries and his scripts um, he also provides advice on there like hey don't do this anymore because it'll ruin your investigation it'll tip off the person that you're um, trying to hunt down that you know you're looking for them on their email accounts and stuff like that so he puts out some good information there as well. Um, but it just it, the 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 right tool is the one that works for you. you know mm-hmm. it's the one that you know how to use or the one that's going to generate the data that you're looking for in a format that you can consume. Okay, so what may work for one person may not work for another.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the one of the examples I can give is that so like on Twitter, if you're creating lists, it, it it shows that you're adding them. But if you create a private list, it actually, from my understanding, it doesn't show that you've added people.
1: Right, it won't notify right. them. You can lurk, and be, you can lurk and be creepy all you want
0: to, and they won't know. <laughs> now, now I feel like a creepy person. Thanks.
1: Sam's <laughs> <Tim's> a creeper. <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's, so let's get into some of the methodology. What, what is the methodology for, for performing OSINT?
1: Uh, well, you kind of have an intel cycle. And it's basically you get, a, first and foremost, before you even begin doing open source intelligence or you think you're going to go do this, leadership owes their team specific objectives. Right. Um, And so the first thing I would say in the methodology is you have to identify what keeps you up at night. So if you're from a corporate perspective, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to do open source intelligence as part of a member of a security operations team or something like that, you need to ask the C-levels, what keeps you up at night? Are you afraid? What what scares you the most? Are you worried about somebody finding out about a new merger or an acquisition we're planning because it's supposed to be top secret, right? Nobody's supposed to know. Um, are you worried about somebody stealing um, the recipe for the secret sauce for Prego, you know, proprietary something? Um, so, what keeps them up at night is is huge because that's going to focus the direction. That you need to look in because we know how many attack vectors are there in this world, right? Well, i i can't hunt every I can't hunt every boogeyman, and I can't research every single threat. I need to know what keeps you up at night, so I know where to look, right? Um, if you want to know, you want me to do open source intelligence because you're going to do a merger or an acquisition. What do you want to know? Do you want to know something about the sea levels at the company? Um, are you worried about you know something you heard in the news two years ago? So you want me to look into their sales team? Um, you know, am I looking for Pete? Am I researching people and events, behaviors, um, stuff like that? Do you want to know who they're associating with? What do you want to know? So step one in a methodology is identify the questions to be answered. Don't just tell me to go 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 figure out who's who wants to attack us. I would look at somebody and say, "The feet? Are you smoking?" Excuse me. to <laughs> me out. But I mean, I would really say that. <laughs> I would, Taz would look at you and be like, "WTF? Over? You know? Everybody hates you. Nobody likes you. What else do you want me to tell you?" you know, it's everybody's go move to the moon. Now, um, <laughs> I just. But I mean, so step one in any methodology is you know. And figure out what your team needs to figure out, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that, that that applies for a lot of security stuff. I mean, that's, I hearing a lot of that stuff. Use case, use case. You know, Define your parameters. Find, figure out what you want to do. Don't, like you said, just say, go find the attackers for us. Right. That's, that's not helpful.
1: Right. Um, and then you may have, when you have an open source intelligence team, you know, part of the methodology is that, you know, everybody goes and finds out something about the objective in their, in their field of expertise. Some people are um, email, you know, really skilled in finding emails, analyzing email data. Um, other people are really skilled in reverse engineering. Um, other people are really skilled with Google hacking. Um, so you've got web, you've got logs. You've got social media. Um, so you've got all these different you know, places you can go look. And that's one of the problems with open source intelligence is that there is so many sources available to you that it's ultimately mm-hmm. noise until you know what your objective is, what question you want to answer. So you can start saying, OK, I need these tools, or these are the repositories or my data sources that I need to be mining, or I might need to go to repository a to get nugget a, so I could take nugget a over to to tool B, put that into B. tool B is going to kick me out. Something that's going to tell me I can get this over here and then I can get my answer. And so, um, the methodology is going to change based on the task to some degree. So, um, you may have your processes built around it, but ultimately you identify what you want to, what you want to answer. And then you're going to go out and you're going to get data. You're going to analyze it and you're going to extract those things that are relevant or useful to answering your question. And then you're going to go do it again because guess what? New things happen every day. Data changes. Data gets updated. Um, It gets modified. Sometimes it gets deleted so, um, after you've identified what you want to answer, what's your objective, you go out and you gather, you're going to analyze, you're going to extract, and then you're going to correlate and then you're going to tell somebody, well, I've done all of this and this is what I've learned. Now, after you've learned something, you have to ask the question is, has what I've learned going to cause a change in behavior? Can I, is anybody going to be able to do anything with it? If not, then it becomes an input to the process all over again. Or it becomes a point that you set aside so that you can correlate later after you're done doing the same process for all the other points of information.
0: So what are some of the problems with uh, with people executing their methodology? I guess you could say, th- th- this goes around the question, what, what are some of the challenges?
1: Right. So some of the challenges are when people don't know what they want to know, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or they think they want to know something and then God forbid, they see something on the news and then the leadership at the top says, Oh, I want to know about everything about all the things about all the things about this. (laughs) And so it's like hair on fire. Okay. Everybody stop what we were doing over here. Let's go answer this question and let's run this down. And it's, It's a matter of having that layer between sea level and the worker base that are doing the Intel gathering and analysis and, you know, mining and um, ingesting and kicking out something useful to say, Hey, look, we're never, we can't answer these 10 questions that you already want us answered. If you give us one more. So either tell us what to take off our plate or, you know, except the fact that we're not going to answer that. So there's a management challenge in open source intelligence in that people always seem to want to know all the things about all the things and sea levels (laughs) and sea levels are the worst. Some news blog or something on CNN or BBC, and then they're waking up their security people in the middle of the night because they want to know if it's a problem for them and, you know, so that's one of the challenges of open source intelligence because as an analyst, you become intimately familiar with your project, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you may be making notes of what you're doing, um, which is another challenge. A lot of times people say, oh, well, I think I've seen that before. Let me go over here. And they start digging it, in, digging it up over in, in some other thing oh, wow, I did, okay, those are related, oh, well, this says this, and oh, wait a minute, I bet if I go look over here, and it's in our head, so getting it out of your analyst's head into some codified format, whether it's sticky notes, a notebook, You know, Mm -hmm. and a digital analyst notebook, there are tools out there for this, the keeping what you got. But at the end of the day, the biggest challenge is you have to be able to tell the story. You have to be able to say how I started with this breadcrumb over here and I reconstructed the entire loaf of bread like this. And this is why you need to be concerned. So. That's probably the biggest challenge with analysts. Um another challenge that I see in open source intelligence is we chase squirrels. Right?
0: We, <laughs> I like that. I like the way you put we that. We do.
1: We chase squirrels. And have you ever tried to catch a squirrel?
0: No, I'd not give it a try. Like,
1: yeah, like try to catch one. I challenge you. Without a net, you have to catch it with your bare hands, right? So we'll be and attempting to answer a question. And then we stumble across something. That's a problem. You know, it say we're looking do, just doing OSINT on our own selves, on our own organization. And we stumble across, Oh my God, this web page over here is, is um, I was doing searches and I, and I stumbled across the fact that our own resource is um, susceptible to SQL injection. We will start trying to, Exploit ourselves and say, Oh, look what I got. Like, wait a minute, that's not the question you were answering. And we'll go spend an hour or two hours. It's like, Oh my God, how big is the fail? Oh my God, the fail, you know. And we get all wrapped around the axle. And then we were like, Wait a minute, how did I even get here? Why am I doing this? So one of the things I used to do for my team is like, say we had to do an investigation or something. I literally would write them out either on a word document on a whiteboard wall. And I would write stuff up there and I would like, here's the, qu- are, what question are you answering with what you're looking at? What question are you answering? Now, if the question you were answering becomes a sub question that you realize to answer this bigger question, I need to answer these, these four Subordinate questions, then okay, that's fine because you know, like I said, you have to build the loaf of bread backwards, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So sometimes the big, you know, we may have six high level questions, and then we come up with, well, if we can answer this question for for A, it's going to be input to B and C or something. But they're not always like that. I mean, sometimes they are, but it's not. So keeping people focused is a really big challenge for OSINT analysts. So those are some of the ones that I would say just off the top of my head and in my experience, you know, management challenges of saying no, analyst challenges of documenting where you're at and what's going on. Because God forbid you win the lottery and you quit tomorrow. Nobody knows what you did in your investigation because you didn't, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Most people would say hit by a bus, but I'm gonna wish the best for you that you that you won the lottery instead of got hit by the bus. I like that. Uh, And then I would say the third would be keeping focused. Focused on the objective and answering the question because really passionate security people we find fail everywhere, right? And it's just like, oh god, I'm gonna have to report this, and we don't, we're not not really good at saying, you know what? I'm gonna add this to my list of beep that was found, and we're gonna get back to it later. And so I used to have like a a, a running hit list of things to look at later. And we just, the running hit list would just grow and grow and grow. And I'm like, okay, well, when I get more people, you know, we hire more people, management challenge, not enough people, right? Who, mm-hmm. who doesn't have that challenge? Right. You know, when I get more people or more time, or you take something off of our, our charter, or our plate, we'll go work on these things or, you know, whatever. But we've documented that we got a problem. We just don't have time to look at it right now. Right. You know, you're You're triaging. So those are probably some of the biggest challenges I've seen.
0: And that's going to do it for part one of what is open source intelligence? Hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D. Block. That's D-E-B-L-O-C-K. Or email me at timothy.dblock at gmail.com. Let me know what you didn't learn and we'll cover it in a future podcast Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. If you'd like to donate to the show, check out my Patreon page at P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash E-I-S. Have a good one.